This is Travel Sleep Repeat. A travel podcast that shares experiences. We'll hear from people all over the world that share the same passion for travel while providing insight, trading stories and knowledge on different places we've been and all things that we've seen. Thank you for joining us on this special episode of Travel Sleep Repeat. Three years after our last episode at the start of the pandemic, we're here to share our thoughts about travelling with young children, whilst also celebrating International Women's Day here in the UK. Hello! Hey, did I, was I muting myself? You were muted then, but I can hear you now. Okay, I've never used this app before, so we're all good, we're oh all set. Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah, this is exciting. I know. How are you? I haven't talked to you in so long. I didn't realize that you were actually in Tenerife right now. I know. That's just why I thought, whilst I've got some time, I thought what a great opportunity. And also, <laughs> it's International Women's Day. So what a great day to <laughs> be recording this. <laughs> oh my gosh, is it? It's always one of those yeah. days. But, oh, I'll start seeing Well, well I th- Well, I think it's I think it might be different days around the world, but certainly in the UK, it's International Women's Day anyway, so happy International oh, Women's Day. Thank you. I haven't seen the posts flooding my social media yet, which is usually how you find out about these kind of things. But <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I feel like I deserve a shout out. Uh, the mornings are just so crazy, and I think I've overcommitted today, but that's okay. I'm so happy to talk to you and really looking forward to this chat. Just yeah. yeah crazy you know mornings with toddlers and then getting them out the door and all the things that <laughs> yeah it's, it's non-stop isn't it you know it's really non-stop and um can you believe as well right that our last episode that we recorded was almost three years ago it's actually three years ago next week no, um, I think that we've been in a time warp. It's incredible, really. I'm I am a completely different person, and I can tell you this right now. I don't think I'd be able to listen to that because it's so. I feel so uh, far gone from that person, and yeah, yeah. I'm like not ready. It's like opening the vault, <laughs> you know, when you get those notifications like from things that you posted about on Facebook. Yeah, and you're, yeah. And you're like cringe. That's how I feel about our old podcast episodes, but in the same way, it's almost like a deep longing for that person because everything has changed. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, fun fact. A, I can't believe it's been three years. That's incredible. But I think we can all say the world just has been like everything just seems faster once you have kids and the world has changed. We've changed. I was actually pregnant when we filmed or recorded that last episode and I didn't know. (laughs) <laughs> so no that, yeah I didn't I know. know that oh wow yeah that's incredible that's crazy we recorded it it's I think the reason why I think it's so cringy is because we were talking about the c word covid and yeah. we were so silly and naive about what we were up against and I think that it's it's cool that we recorded that because like I obviously I will eventually go listen to it but how really naive we all were and I was freshly pregnant and I had found out on March 23rd so I think we recorded that like literally the week before that the 18th the 18th of March the 18th of March is when we released the last one yeah yeah and it was funny because that we recorded that episode and then I had gone to my parents house which is about two hours away from where I currently live to say goodbye like to say okay we're all healthy right now goodbye going 
going back home uh-huh. and we were all going into uh-huh. that original lockdown, like the OG lockdown, the real, real yeah. one. And I remember that was just like, so what a bizarre time. And when I had gotten home after seeing them, I just, I had a feeling in anyway. So yeah, it was just like a total close of a chapter, that last episode really. And then like the following week, everything changed. And now here we are. <laughs> yeah, it really was. You know, I, um, we probably talked about in the last episode about my husband and I adopting um, a little boy who was 14 months old. So that happened in January of 2020. Then obviously by March, we were all in lockdown. We'd recorded as last episode. Um, and then, yeah, my son is, will be five in October. <laughs> That's, where, has, where has the time gone? Um, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's it's three years. That's a, such a long time considering that we talked every week. And I think we've talked like maybe once or twice in the three years. Yeah. But I yeah, it's incredible. I don't know if we even talked about your about your adopt you adopting in that last episode. I think that you were still I don't think we even discussed it, did we? Um, maybe. Maybe not. not. Sure. Yeah. Well it was it was great for us, you know, because what they say is with with adoption is that you you kind of lock yourself in you know and you kind of bunker down just I guess with anybody having a child you know it's about taking the time as a family to bond you know we were lucky that my husband and I could have you know seven eight months off work together you know so some some people could say that you know the the lockdown was a bit of a blessing in disguise because it really did help us you know bond and grow as a family um and and not have any distractions at all life is full of distractions isn't it you know and and we were able to do that but what we didn't know and I think you know you alluded to a point a minute ago about us being a little bit naive with the pandemic all of us you know not exactly knowing where it was going to go is that our our son um is okay now but I think a lot of children around that around his age um were severely impacted by the pandemic you know and not being able to go out there and socialize with their peers kids of their own age go to soft play centers kids groups you know we just weren't able to do that it was literally me our son and my husband locked up Um, yeah and you know we were able to bond and gel as a family which was brilliant but none of this kind of interaction with not just his peers but with family members as well you know we weren't seeing our families either so it it was difficult and and I think it has impacted children of of his you know his generation let's say and and um and and hopefully and hopefully they um they they manage I agree but I think that we got off lucky I think that children older than ours and teenagers are the ones that have really been affected I know lots of my friends have kids are struggling a lot with anxiety and this has really Mm. really affected them and luckily I my child's so young he won't really remember any of that but there's long-term effects for sure but I do agree with you having a child during the pandemic and going into lockdown the first time and then the second lockdown was actually when he was born in November and there was there's there was a lot of things about it that I actually didn't mind because I was forced to stop which I I like to go 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 at that fast pace and it it forced me to stop when I had a child but then it also it was like okay well nobody else is traveling and nobody else is doing fun things. I got to stay home for, well, I still was working, but 
you you know what I mean it wasn't thrown in my mm. face that first yeah, year yeah, where you're just safe. like forced yeah. to be home and, and doing that new family role so for yeah. me I was like oh that this is actually okay and then it just got political and yeah and here we are and, and it, it all shifted and it sucked but having said yeah. that yeah we're parents full-on parents now we're in it here we are and we both of us used to have fabulous free wonderful over the top lives and <laughs> oh, didn't <laughs> we, we just <laughs> we, we can say that it's not the same <laughs> no no it's not going to be the same is it and and you know that's with it being kind of after three year can you say three year anniversary since our last episode but also international women's day i thought what i'd me obviously being away at this at the same time i thought what a great opportunity to talk about traveling with children we've never yeah. even I know we well one of our episodes about Japan uh, we did talk um, about traveling to Japan with children um, but but this is going to be on another level <laughs> you know we've both traveled with children where were, did you last go did you go was it Disney did you last go to yeah so so we so we went to Disneyland so California Disneyland in over right after Christmas and then over New Year's and we went with obviously Jack who just just turned two in November and then my nieces who are five and 11 and then my parents who are in their 60s so and then my sister and her brother-in-law so we had quite an age range of people mm-hmm. and I took the role of captain on that ship because when you're talking you a big group <laughs> oh yeah and I excel like let me yeah. like just follow in line and I was so strict with itineraries and everything and because <laughs> of that everybody's trip went really really well you always have to have like that one person that kind of takes over so yeah. that was really good but um obviously people people get nervous about traveling with kids and it's just not the same and the number one rule is you always have to have no expectations so that was our second big trip that we did with jet which included a flight and everything and then our first was we went to costa rica for christmas the year before so we traveled with him when he was just of one course, yes yeah oh, and that wow. one was uh <laughs> that one was actually I want to say an accidental trip and I'll get into like all my tips and tricks and all the things that I've learned so far as being a newer mom and Mm -hmm, entering the mm -hmm. traveling game with a baby and toddler because obviously I'm not super experienced but I would say I'm very and a very experienced traveler that is now learning that I now have to shift the ways that I do travel yeah, yeah completely so agree. Completely so agree. it's like for me what are things that I've learned and what are things that you know I would advise people but the reason why like to backtrack a little bit I know I've talked about on previous episodes that my partner Lars is from Germany he's German and he his whole family is there so he's here by himself he's been in Canada many many years like over a decade and when Jet was born the hardest part of the whole pandemic for sure for me was the fact that his family couldn't see Jet for just as easily like the travel restrictions and you couldn't just get on a plane and go even if you wanted to and unfortunately that would have been ideal to take him over to Germany really quickly when he Mm -hmm. was a newborn Mm -hmm. because traveling before the when before they're eating is so easy when it's when they're just on bottles and that would be my number one tip is if you're going to go anywhere go before 
they're on three meals a day because that is, wow, that is a, a good tip. That is a good tip. Yeah. I never considered that. Yeah. Like there's a very, there's a gap because you guys got, you guys had Jane when he was at 14 months, right? So yeah. Yeah. Was, so he was on food, you know, he was on normal. He was yeah. On so there's like a, I hate, I'm sorry if I'm saying like a lot, there's a period, there's a few periods of time, which I just would say if you can avoid doing any big trips or traveling, and that would probably mm-hmm. be, one to two for sure and I think even if you google that like the internet will tell you that's the worst time to travel because they're on solids they're they're starting to figure out their surroundings they're walking they're way stricter with naps and bedtime and schedules and everything and then once they get over two there starts to be a little bit more flexibility and I think that that one to two is really hard but unfortunately we weren't able to go to Germany right away because of the travel restrictions so we had planned when he was born in November that as soon as we could fly and travel we would go to Germany so I had booked when they opened up air travel like that week I had booked flights for Christmas to do a few weeks in Europe for Christmas so this would have been Christmas 2021 and that Mm -hmm. would have been our first opportunity to get over to Germany and then as things were approaching every COVID was pretty much non-existent here. Like we were like, Oh, we're done. We're over. We're open (laughs) for business. And then in Europe, it was ramping up. And so the family had called us and said, and I was itching to travel. Like, let's be real Mm -hmm. here. I was a year over a year, two, almost two years off. And the family said, don't come like the German markets are Christmas markets, which is like epic bucket list. want to do were shut down. And there's nothing to do here. Like we're going to be stuck indoors. And at that point, if you got sick, the repercussions of getting COVID while you were traveling were wild. Like you were stuck for weeks. It was, it was so intense. So I was like, no, we have these, this time all booked off everything. We're ready to go. Like we're planning on a holiday. So my auntie owns a hotel down in Costa Rica and Lars, I have been before. I think we did an episode with my cousin a few years ago and it was fantastic. And I said, well, we have, we have all this time off. Let's go south because COVID doesn't really exist in the, right now down there. It does, but not <laughs> yeah. like it is in Europe. And it was just already going to be so much work to travel with jet and being in the same time zone and everything that was appealing. So instead we said, okay, well, when COVID calms down, we'll come back there. So that's why we ended up in Costa Rica. Um, I can go on. And you and do right to be fair, you know, you do right, you know, making that decision to, you know, not go over to, to Europe because it's a long way. Although I'm guessing from Canada down to Costa Rica is not a short hop, skip and a jump, is it? You know, but but over yeah, to, the, to Europe it's, is. It's like the nine hour flight for me, for me in Canada, it's a nine hour flight and then it's an eight hour time change. So with a one, a 13 month yeah. old, like, yeah. and then, and then be stuck indoors the whole time. That just to me sound like a prison sentence. No, thank you. So yeah, and one thing that you just touched on around food, you know, I think what is difficult when you're traveling with children is particularly of a young age, you know, whether you bring certain items from home, you know, if they're on bottled milk, great, you know, or breastfeeding, great. But when you start when they start to go into solids or they start to have, as you say, three meals a day, you you have got to consider where is my child going to eat or what are they going to eat? You know, so going to going to places where you're unfamiliar with the food um, can be quite daunting, can't it? You know, it's like, 
you know, if, you know, you and I have been to Costa Rica before, so we know what type of food they eat. But you know, my child, I don't know about Jet Courtney, but but uh, Jaden is super picky with what what food he eats. You know, it's chicken nuggets or chips or bust really with him. You know, it's um, you know, they're not quite. Although he does like spicy food, which is a is a nice thing to to um, have in your back pocket. But you know, he's he's just traveling with children and food is way up there for me on the considerations when you're traveling well I'll tell you this right now nobody beats my child for being a picky eater I actually think he has a bit of a mental disorder with it or whatever you call it like literal clinical food aversions my kid is the pickiest eater and I'm very picky so I think it's just karma but also very frustrating and I will say as a parent Obviously, everybody talks about all the stresses, the sleep and all of the things. For me, my hands down and Lars' biggest struggle with our son is his diet. He doesn't eat that constant nagging stress of is he getting enough vitamins? Is he grow like he's growing? He's healthy. He's wild. He's fine. But he he eats like he doesn't eat. It's like he lives off of the most ridiculous things. So we really relied on obviously him being on formula and on bottle still when we had Mm -hmm. gone to Costa Rica, but we packed, you have to pack so many snacks. And unfortunately, another thing about traveling with kids, as much as you want to do carry on, it's just really not possible. You have to pack so much, uh, like food and medicines and you don't want to just get like little travel size can get travel size everything like from diaper cream to sunscreen to all of that so because we we traveled we were traveling I think for three weeks to Costa Rica we did do carry on which sucks because I'm a carry on fanatic but snacks food 100% true and we were kind of like okay well worst case scenario he can he'll survive if he doesn't eat anything because he was still on formula. But now going there, I'm thinking like, what would that kid eat? Like I would have to pack three weeks full of, of just silly snacks. He doesn't eat meat. He barely eats. He ate better actually in Costa Rica now. And I think about it than he eats now. But the biggest thing is just getting, making sure that you know where the closest grocery stores are when you're traveling. And I would suggest going immediately there and getting as much food and snacks as possible because you are completely out of your comfort zone. And yeah, agree. And I think that's what I, I don't know what you think about this, but I think that's a little bit um, of a weird concept for people that have traveled quite a lot, you know, d- turning up into a country that you're unfamiliar with or are familiar with, I guess, and going, right, where's the nearest grocery store? You know, where can I buy some nappies from, some diapers from? You know, where, where can, it's, it, you know, we were talking earlier about things that have changed. That for me is, is one thing that has changed massively. The priorities when you land in a country, you know, is where can get I get your, all these things like from my child? Your, yeah, to get your bearings. And mm. I, I, I 100% agree. And I just had like a flashback about this. And if we're giving tips and tricks, when you talk about stopping and going to a grocery store, we you also have to consider language barriers and ingredient lists. So we had bought fruit packs. My kid loves fruit packs. He lives off of them. And we had originally got a whole bunch of fruit packs. And I just here, if you look at the ingredients in a fruit pack, it's really just the fruit, right? There's no additives, yeah, no added sure. sugar. 
in Costa Rica, their fruit packs have added sugar. So the first couple of days, we were just giving them fruit packs and it's just literal candy. And not that I'm an advocate for fruit packs, but let's get real here. That's like what toddlers eat. So I was like, oh my gosh. So we ended up having to go to a few different places to find ones that were just mashed apple or just yeah, mashed yeah. banana that is crazy like they had so many additives so ingredients and I had used an app on my phone to actually read what was in them and it was just a silly stupid mistake on my part so that also just making sure nowadays luckily they have these apps where you can just scan your phone over top of it and like read things like that and also we decided we packed enough diapers for the travel part of it but we would just get diapers when we got there. The quality of diapers in the area that we were staying, because it wasn't right in a major city, were so poor that we would have to wake up through the night and change his diaper because every time he peed, he freaked out. And I was like, wow, because the quality of diapers we have here are, you could the kid could sleep through the entire night and not phase mm. them. So well, just I, little well, tips and yeah. tricks like that you don't, you don't think about, especially when you're traveling to um, countries like Costa Rica where, it's not as yeah. as what a plentiful of, of products as it is here. Yeah, well, in comparison to that, so when our first trip abroad, now I like a lot of people did a lot of staycations throughout the pan- time of the pandemic, uh, but our first holiday abroad was actually to Ibiza. Now, <laughs> um, you know, when I tell that to a lot of people, like, what, you took a two-year-old to Ibiza? Like, oh, yeah. Um, it wasn't all inclusive, but we took everything. So when you're talking about kind of going to the local grocery store to buy snacks or to buy diapers or we call them nappies in the UK. But yeah, um, we did it. We took everything. So literally when you talk about kind of luggage and we had to pay for extra luggage because we took everything, all your snacks, all your nappies, absolutely everything that was. I think we had a full hold all just full of nappies um you know for for a week you know how many nappies can a child can a toddler go through in a week you know uh, we took them all so I, I was gonna you know I think you might have answered it but do, would you buy diapers abroad then rather than take them with you no I I um I would take uh, uh, does it depend where you're going yeah it depends where you're going I would take if I were to redo Costa Rica again, I would have taken a whole suitcase. <clears throat> Sorry, just for <laughs> diapers because that was so annoying to us. I just remember cursing those diapers because, my gosh. So you gosh. bought them in Costa Rica. You you didn't. You just took a handful and then to get you yeah. there, and then you bought yeah. them whilst you was there. Yeah, and he was he was only just over one. He actually took his first steps in Costa Rica. Talk about a traveler's kid. Did he really? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, it was, he was on the verge on the way there, and then when he wow. we, on the way there, he's crawling on the way home. He was, you know, basically running through the airport. Walking. So that was pretty neat. Wow. But our our to talk a little bit more briefly on you know no expectations when when we had booked that flight to Costa Rica, I had been, Lars hadn't gone. And because my auntie had a fabulous hotel there, like just a 10 room hotel, not, not nothing super big, but just an, an incredible place. But when we had booked that trip, I was like, we'll stay there because that way we have, we can put him to sleep in the, cause she had living quarters there and we can enjoy mm-hmm. some time outside and, you know, really 
be able to just not be stuck in a hotel room with him. And it just seemed like best case scenario for us to get a break and a holiday together. And Lars and I, we met in December of 2018. So now we're fast forward. We're in December of 2021. And this is our first time that him and I have ever traveled together, which is so bizarre because in 2019, I had gone to my friend's wedding in Mexico and that was already booked and paid for. And we had just met. Then I had gone to your wedding in Europe and I didn't, there was, it was never in the plans for him to come with me because it just, it wasn't. And then I had gone to Bali at the end of that year. So in 2019, I had quite a big year of travel and Lars just never gone, came with me on any of those trips. I was still in my free, free bird era and then 2020 hit and we all know what happened there. So we're three years into our relationship and we've never traveled together. So let's throw, you know, the pandemic and a baby into it. And as you know, traveling with someone, it's, you get travel buddies and, you know, people that you travel really well yeah, with and people yeah. that you don't. And it could be your your best friend might be the worst person ever to travel with. And whatever. You get what I'm saying. So long story yeah, short, yeah. we this trip to Costa Rica was quite a learning curve for me altogether, especially because I really had to slow down. And what ended up happening was between me booking that flight and us getting there, my auntie ended up getting her, her hotel was for sale for a few years, ended up getting a really good offer on the hotel. And one of the conditions was a really quick close. And it was, it was literally taking possession. Key handover was like the day we, the day after we arrived and I was like, no. And we're talking like three weeks over Christmas, right? So I was like, no, no, no. Like now I have to book hotels in Costa Rica last minute that I wasn't anticipating doing. And, you know, the cost of hotels last minute over Christmas are like peak yeah, prices. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. things really shifted for us there. And we we ended up, it ended up working out. We got a hotel and, and it, we ended up traveling a little bit more than we originally thought with him. But I told, of course, my aunt to take the deal. Like, don't worry about us coming. We'll figure things out. So we really had to improvise. And what that meant was we had to get a hotel room. And in that hotel room, we had to share a room with Jet. Now, this for me is a non-negotiable ever going forward again. <laughs> I will yeah. never travel with him at that age and share a hotel room. Because if he goes to bed at six, you're going to bed at six. There is yeah, no absolutely. way around it. And we ended up having, Kit was just not, that. the first 10 days of that trip when we were in that hotel room, I bought a, I don't know if you've seen for, for play pens, those blackout covers that go over top yeah. and you can unzip yeah. them. I bought that thinking that was going to be clever. And then, oh, we can just put them in there and put the wrap around the play pen and then we can, you know, go on with our day. It's like, yeah, no. So we he could he busted out of that so we ended up all basically he went to bed and then Lars and I just laid under the covers on our phone like it was not it wasn't the holiday that we originally envisioned but our days were full so that would be for if you're going to travel with a you know infants or toddlers you have to have a separate bedroom for them otherwise yeah, yeah. You're... That, that, that is that is up there on one of our kind of hotel considerations you know there is so there are so many other considerations, you know, when you, you were just talking about booking Costa Rica hotels kind of at the last minute. It's it's not as easy with a child, is it, to just think, oh, well, I'll, you know, if you're traveling solo or traveling with friends, 
you just go, oh, that's nice. That looks nice. The room looks nice. It's a decent price. Let's book there. But, you know, I've got spreadsheets upon spreadsheets of <laughs> hotel cons- hotels and what to consider for for different locations because it's just so important. And, and, you know, having that support from the people that you're traveling with as well, whether it's friends and family, for them to say, look, you guys saw our, you know, suggest some hotels that are good, that are good for you. And your circumstances so we've with Jaden you know he's, he's far now so um there is so much to consider f- for us you know is that he's a water baby or not baby anymore but he loves swimming you know he loves to be in the water so for us up there as well as having a separate room for for him you know it doesn't have to be a separate room you don't have to get a two-bedroom apartment you know for us you know just having a separate living space to the bedroom yeah. So, so that, you know, we've stayed in places that have sofa beds, so convert the sofa bed in, you know, into a bed for the child. And then at least you can put the child to bed on the sofa and then escape into the bedroom or vice versa, put the child into, you know, in a travel cot in the bedroom. And then you're able to obviously have your space in the, in the, in the living room area. Um, but yeah, things like making sure that the children's pulled, that there's some slides, that there's maybe a kids club. So a kids club for us was was a difficult one when we went to Ibiza because he just wasn't old enough for the kids club. And, and I don't think we'd have felt comfortable with just leaving him anyway yeah. at the age that he was at. A lot of kids clubs, I don't know about, about your experience, Connie, but a lot of kids clubs that we've experienced in and around Europe that they start maybe like four years old um and they have different kids clubs for different ages all the way up to kind of like 14 15 and 16 year olds but um we're looking forward to going away this year uh because we're going to go away for Christmas this year actually and we've one of the places that we've chosen one of the conditions or criteria when we're choosing the hotel was that we had a kids club available for for Jaden um and that's not to suggest that we're going to you know, put them in the kids club every day, but it's an option. And I think with hotels, it's good to have options, you know, whether it's by the beach, whether it's a kids club, entertainment, children's pools, um, different types of food on the menu throughout the week or however long you're staying for. These are all kinds of things that we take into consideration. So booking hotels, it takes forever to decide on a hotel because you're trying to not only serve the child's needs, but you want a decent place to stay for yourself as well it's your holiday at the end of the day yeah. as well yeah I think people go into it naively like oh we'll just we'll stay here and we'll figure we're so we're so happy just to be on vacation that it doesn't matter what a silly thing yeah. to think <laughs> you don't get <laughs> yeah. that excitement like it doesn't matter because we'll be in Costa Rica oh it matters it matters a lot and yeah. that yeah. is number one other than make sure you just always book your child his own seat or her seat don't even try to pretend like if they're under two you're going to save that thousand dollars and travel for an extended period of time with them on your lap that would be an epic fail same with sharing a sleeping quarters with them and yeah. at the end of the day everybody's happier if everybody's getting more sleep and when you're all sharing a room with a baby that's wetting his diaper every two hours because he's got low quality (laughs) like I mean the trip like let's face it it wasn't it was good it was fine but it wasn't something that I was you know best trip ever it was a learning curve for me for sure and naturally of course that's how I roll the very first holiday I go on him go on with him has to be 
in Costa Rica, not just like a little local or more local type of trip, the same continent. But I, I will say like, if you're not, if you're not a, if you're not a savvy traveler, it's probably almost easier do traveling with kids than if you are, because you really know what you've missed (laughs) or what you're, or what, you know, I, I, I kind of like having kids older in life. It's like, it's a little bit harder because you set that that pace and that tone and you know where you know what you like you're set in your ways and so throwing a kid into the mix is like who definitely have to get used to it but I will say I'm really looking forward to future travels with him and seeing the world through his eyes that is something that lights me up I'm so excited for that and because I'm a one and done mom I'm not having more kids I'm going to be able to give him those opportunities going forward where we will travel a lot I will make that a priority in his life and because he's you know an international baby he has I have so many friends and he has family overseas. This will just be a part of his life is, you know, traveling a lot. So we will evolve as a family going forward and, and find, you know, ways to do it. But being in the thick of it with a toddler, there is a lot of things that a person needs to consider. And yeah, yeah. I think we're yeah. just well, one thing that, well, yeah. And one thing that you just mentioned, which is, so important with or without children is sleep isn't it and I think one thing that I was thinking about in preparation for speaking to you today was factoring in naps you know and I don't know about Jet but Jaden you know we once thought that oh well we'll put him to bed a little later and that'll mean he'll wake up a, a little later in the morning we'll get a little lie in how wrong were we you know <laughs> he just wakes up at the same time every morning whether he's gone to or, bed at seven o'clock eight earlier. o'clock nine o'clock yeah, yeah. He's just working up at exactly the same time. And as you say, nothing is worse than having a tired child um, or a tired toddler. toddler. So my one of my top tips is a factor, in, a factor in naps. You know, figure out when you're aware, when is the best time to get your child to have a nap, you know, whether it's, um, you know, mid, mid to late morning or mid to late afternoon. Just having a child that, isn't sleep deprived is for me you know aside from choosing the right hotel is up there on on considerations whilst you're away so 10 minutes before you called me I thought oh I should I was flying this morning it's just been a crazy start so I grabbed a pen and paper and I wrote down like a handful of notes things that I just wanted to remember and with asterisks and capital letters the very first thing I put was keep on schedule naps yeah <laughs> So I couldn't, I think we have a very similar type of child, very scheduled, needs his naps, very picky, Um, you know, only child runs the show, runs the ship. Uh, That is my world. My family makes fun of me. And I'm like, listen, I, I wasn't able to be very flexible with him. I didn't have to be very flexible in the early days, because guess what, we were living through a pandemic. So there wasn't a lot of like, well, we're going to go to this wedding or this social event this weekend. So we'll push him, we'll push him. Like there was never Mm. any pushing him. It was seven o'clock bedtime on the nose. And now fast forward two years later, my kid is so scheduled. And Mm -hmm. if he like with my my family, of course, makes fun of it because I they're like, oh, like, you know, it's like eating crow. Like I was always that person like, who cares? Skip a nap. Now him yeah. skipping a yeah. nap with <laughs> epic, epic fail. 
and it's not there just, are no winners ever there were never no, any no, winners no you know there were only losers yeah <laughs> like when people yeah. or people will say like you know I have some friends who are super flexible with their kids and their kids are a little bit more feral than I want my child to be but <laughs> if we're having I won't name names but there's a few if we're having like a say a social gathering and those children are up till midnight like uh, before having jet I would think oh whatever now like if my kid is not on schedule and sleeping that is like two or three days in in advance like I'm paying for that for for days yeah. because he just is so he'll get so overtired and and I'm like whatever that's how I roll and I think that most parents are probably like that like worried about like that flexibility and stuff well just try your best to keep them on schedule and I know with time changes I haven't actually fully experienced that so I can't I don't really have any comments but that is definitely number one most important naps and schedule bedtime and some people some kids can just sleep in like a a stroller and you know not mine (laughs) he has his his I can't remember the last time Jaden was in some sort of stroller or pushchair just he's just so independent Mr. Independence over here I've never seen my kid fall asleep anywhere except I'm trying to think in his bed. In the, his the, the only one, the only one place where Jaden has ever slept that's outside of his kind of normal sleeping routine, i.e. his bed, is I went on a cruise with him last year from Southampton in the UK up to the Norwegian fjords. And we, we went for dinner Um one day and he fell asleep in my arms as it were literally sat down eating dinner he must have just been so exhausted because that is really unusual for him but it was the kind of sweet in this at the same time but you know you know your child's tired if they're um they're just falling asleep at the dinner yeah table. that would be that would be like headliner news in this household if that happened he's never fallen asleep <laughs> in my arms but we're such like we're just those parents and like whatever I'll 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 take it you can make fun of me but he needs his he his crutches which he probably actually doesn't need I'm probably making them up but at the end of the day that's like number one and I think in regards to schedule and naps I think traveling earlier in the day is better because as you know kids are happier as the day starts and then there's a steady decline until seven eight o'clock at night and then it's like whatever if you try to I mean there's obviously pros to doing a red eye but I would just avoid that afternoon supper time if you can avoid that travel time because that's seriously the worst time of day for kids so morning flights and that would be my biggest tip as well try not to do anything too late in the day yeah yeah completely agree so I have one last tip I don't know if you've got any left but my last one which I think you might like, is when we go away, we pack outfits into sandwich bags for him. So we iron all of his clothes that were taken away with him, and I put each, and I put a day's worth of clothes, so socks, underwear, trousers or shorts, vest, T-shirt, folded up nice and neatly, compact in a sandwich bag. And I pack those sandwich bags for each day. I don't go as far as to write the actual days on them, um, but the outfits are packed individually into sandwich bags so that when we get there, it is literally, right, I need a, an outfit for today, pick out a sandwich bag, and that has got everything I need in 
by that day. Well, have you traveled with me and you see how I pack and how I live? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I don't do that. I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> Lars would probably do that, but I'm a little more savage with my packing. But that is an, a fantastic idea, especially because kids are like, if you don't want those clothes to start mixing and getting soiled because they're so mm-hmm. dirty. That is a good idea. But I just, I am, I, yeah, I'm just not that organized. <laughs> it works for I, us and we obviously we obviously take plenty of spare clothes uh we're just not not restricted to those outfits um because you obviously never know what's gonna what your child's going to roll in um, yeah or you know yeah. soil I have a mm. few more I have a actually I have a few more tips and tricks and I'm you don't have to go do you you have a little bit more time no no I have loads of time yeah okay <laughs> um this one I thought these ones for us are were really important so when we traveled to Costa Rica and this will be unless you're going to a resort where there's lots of paved sidewalks and you know easy to push a stroller or wagon through Mm. you really need to consider uh, a carrier when we were in Costa Rica we brought a stroller. We never used it. It was impossible. Where are we going to use a stroller in Costa Rica? Like, what a dumb idea. The only place that it was really helpful was obviously in the airports when you're, you know, pushing your kid around the airport and whatnot. But having a really good quality baby carrier was key for us in Costa Rica that he just he just was in that the entire time. And Lars mm-hmm. carried him around. We had an ergo carrier and those ones last till they're about 18 months old. I don't, I've never used an actual proper backpacking one while traveling yet, but yeah, we've that, had a backpack. Yeah. Backpack. Yeah. We've that, had before, those yeah. are so key because you're doing so much walking and strollers aren't always an option in certain countries. It's just like, you can't just, you know, do that. But one that we found was incredibly helpful for our trip to Disneyland would be this thing I don't know if you've seen it it's like a belt and it's called a hip carrier and it has a uh I don't know how to explain it it's just called a hip carrier it has like a seat on a belt so okay. when you have a two-year-old they want to be carried all the time up 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 if they want to yeah, get on yeah. your hip so in Disneyland you can't push a stroller into a lineup every kid has to be held or they have to walk. Right. And lineups are like a long time, especially in fantasy land and Disneyland. Cause you can't get fast passes. So we had this hip carrier where Lars did used it and he just wrapped it around his waist. So when he picked up jet, he kind of was sitting on his hip with, instead of holding him on his hip, that is game changer for toddlers. I oh, would wow. say everybody go on Amazon. Yeah. Order. I'll send you the link. I'll show you what I'm talking about in, um, or even if you just go on my Instagram and you look at my Disney picture, you'll see Lars often has that thing on his hip because they want to be held and carried. And that would be really good as well for airport lineups and whatnot. When you don't have the stroller, I would just say it just completely alleviates that. Oh, wow. I just Googled it now. Yeah. That is, that is, genius it is genius yeah and I I I will say that is four toddlers under I think four starts getting to be you know a bit heavier but 100% that is one million thousand percent the biggest tip I can give anyone that's going to Disney and we had a lot of people say or anywhere where there's lines cues as you call them we had a lot of people say oh my gosh that's such a good idea and we're like we know thank gosh, because I <laughs> yes. 
so much research before going to Disneyland. Like, I mean, days and days of research because I wanted to make sure that I hacked it and I had everybody had an elevated experience. And so that was one of the things that I discovered. Another thing that I don't have yet, which I would highly recommend, would be getting an air tag for your child and just slipping them into their yeah. shoe or having a, yeah, them we've, on. We've got one. Yeah, we'll put it in his yeah. jeans pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, really, for peace of mind, like a lot of people say, um, oh, what about like not like if if they were to get kidnapped, my God, God forbid. The, yeah, yeah. You, you, the, you never intend on losing your child, do you? You, know, you don't go no. out and go, oh, I'm going to lose my child today. You know? <laughs> no, you don't. But it's I don't want to use it in the form of saying if they got kidnapped, because I think how they how they work is they would alert the kidnapper. But it's 100 percent more for them if they were to get lost. Like I remember when I was really young, I was probably three or four. Remember, I got lost in a mall. Core memory. It fl- <laughs> I can remember it clearly to this day. Exactly. I remember my mom finding me screaming, running through the mall like it was it was like traumatizing. And at the time, I think, wow, if I would have had an Apple Air tag on me, she would have saved yeah. herself a lot of you know stress or it just happened. Kid, it's so so easy for a kid just it takes one second and poof they're gone so I would really recommend that and then obviously with the travel climate nowadays people are putting them in their luggage aren't they because it's it's an airline's worst nightmare it's really holding airlines accountable for their bullshit because you see these funny stories about your the luggage ending up in all these crazy places all over the world meanwhile they're like they're just giving excuses so that would be number one thing right now for people just buy them put them on your kids put them in your luggage and now I have a question for you how what are your thoughts on iPads and of course you know YouTube with Jaden traveling ah good question so that is on my list of tips actually that I've missed off um so we've just got him so we didn't get him like an iPad we've got iPads ourselves but um we thought oh, it's a bit much you know child walking around with a with an iPad so we've got him just a little um amazon fire tablet like a like a fire tablet yeah yeah so we've got in one of those because all he watches is youtube um and you know when you when you're traveling you know and you are you stuck on a plane or wherever you are have coach transfer it's sometimes you just can't give your child enough or can't keep them occupied enough you know whether it's toys or teddies or what whatever snacks sometimes you just need five minutes you know and as much as we want to engage with our children all the time and we were those exact same people you know before we before we became parents who were like my child's never having a tablet they're never watching youtube they're never on going to be on the ipad well yeah i'm sorry but if you are listening to this and you think that that's the type of parent you're going to be i've got news (laughs) for you uh, <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> um, yeah. because it's just you need five minutes you just and there is actually some really educational stuff on YouTube so Jaden currently watches this thing called Fixes so it's F-I-X-I-E-S um, and it's about it's a cartoon and it's they're all a short episodes maybe like 25 minutes and they um they're like little characters that are hidden away in kind of gadgets and computers and stuff and they come out and they help this boy um called tom thomas they help him kind of with some 
problems that he might be having, you know, throughout the day, and they come out and they fix things for him. Um, and it's it is really educational. In fact, I've just got a short story. So I was in the car once, and Jaden was sat in the back, and he was like, "Yeah, do you know chess?" And I'm like, "Yes, Jaden, I know chess, the game." And he was like, "Yeah, so you win." So this is a four-year-old, by the way. You know, you did you know that you win by the king blocking the king so he can't move? I was like, oh yeah, Jordan, that is how you win chess. Well done. Um, and then he was like, and that's called checkmate. I was like, Whoa. I nearly crashed the car. I was like, where did you get that from? I was like, oh, I watched it on fixes. Um, so that is the level of stuff for the, that my child watches. You know, yes, it's on YouTube, and he can scroll through it. Kind of, we've obviously got the, the parental settings on and everything, so he can't just watch anything. But um, but yeah, they're the sort of things that he kind of learns on fixes, learns about um, how to protect the environment, and it is it is pretty impressive some of the things he comes out with. But my top tip actually around kind of just to add on to your question about tablets and whatnot, it's about downloading stuff in advance. Yeah. You know, so so getting whatever app it is, you know, whether it's your local um, TV station or it's kind of um netflix or disney plus whatever it is try to download stuff in advance um so that you've got it available there's nothing worse than having to tether to your phone or try to find wi-fi just plan ahead and download a few movies or something to the device before you set off it saves a lot yeah i think that your only way to properly travel with toddlers and small children and have any success is by relying on our tablets because like let's face it it's it's like a lot of work doing it and when you're in a lineup and you say like you're just trying to check in or figure something out where you cannot give your children all that attention you rely so much on them just to be like hey just sit there for however long and just (laughs) and that is such like People say, well, my kids, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't have that. Well, they also didn't travel as much, right? There's a lot, like the world was different 20, 30 years ago where people weren't just like getting up and traveling all the time with their kids. So there's always going to be like people with their opinions about that. And I was, I had the loudest opinion. I thought I would never have my kid in front of a screen, but yeah, Yeah. definitely like in, in Costa Rica, that was, we, he was not even into TV or anything like that. Nothing, but Mm -hmm. definitely he got his first taste of YouTube when we traveled to Disneyland. He never was on YouTube before and he became so addicted to it, but I relied on it so much, especially when you're traveling with a group because a two-year-old will control a group of 10. There is no way that they don't like they are, they're the boss. So and I think another thing is just make sure like this is not parent, like who am I to give parenting advice? But I think saving the tablet and saving, you know, that kind of stuff for travel makes it more, makes it more of a privilege for kids. Like I don't, he doesn't have, he won't be on our phones and tablets when we're home, but in the car sometimes it'd be like, okay, here, you can watch the wiggles on my phone. I don't care because I'm driving. So that, and then in regards to just introducing new shows and new things and having that while your kids are traveling, I would also suggest if you're going to pack for kids for a flight, go to the local dollar store and just buy a bunch of new junk. And that way they're so much more entertained by new stuff for a little bit longer than just bringing their regular old toys. We've gone as we've gone a step further with that sometimes. So we've done the same, gone to the, you know, the pound store or, you know, dollar store and bought loads of, 
just I just say junk. But we um, tried something when we first took him abroad, which was wrapping those items up as presents. So <laughs> that's that, a good idea. So that so that you're right so the child is actually wasting time unwrapping the thing i know a four-year-old to you know, destroy the wrapping paper but particularly if you've got younger children you know giving them a gift to unwrap it's like oh what's this what's inside this you know and they're probably playing playing with the wrapping paper or the box more than the actual item itself but yeah that was one thing that we tried that's really clever. I feel like we can do an entire episode on flying with kids and the hell that that is. Like, I mean, whew, <laughs> yeah. that is the 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 kids like, you know, before kids and you're on that flight and there's that kid traveling. You're just so annoyed. It's like, trust me, that mother and that father, they are just as annoyed as you times 100. The anxiety that is going through your body when your kid will not calm down on a plane is like visceral. Like I oh, it's like low, low life moments <laughs> when you can't, well, yeah, he hasn't yeah. had like that epic of a meltdown, but definitely bad enough for me just to be like, like I had to dig deep because you know how annoying it is for people around you. And if you can try your best to get ahead of it by things like making sure that they've napped, bringing lots of snacks, traveling early in the day, having, you know, shows and new toys and all sorts of things you really essentially you're in charge of entertaining your child that in the entirety of that flight for the good of everybody else on that trip. Like on that <laughs> yeah. 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 For the health and well-being of all the passengers. Yeah. And the pilot. I have a question yeah. for you. What are your thoughts on drugging Jaden while traveling? Have Ooh, you done it with like well, melatonin or anything yet? No, no, we haven't. Um, no, I know like that's no. like a bit of a, a thing people probably don't want to admit to doing. I know that I have lots of friends that give like on long haul flights will rate before it's going to take off. Like give their give a little dose of melatonin and then I don't want to say it's drugging, but it definitely helps, especially if you're on a red eye. We did it with Jet and it, it backfired on us, unfortunately. So I probably wouldn't do it again. Yeah, but, I wouldn't want to risk it, may I don't think. I think yeah. that's... Yeah, we did it and then I gave it to him and then the flight, I gave it to him and then the flight just wasn't on time. And then, oh, no. he, got, and then he got so, like it was, it was an epic fail on my part. I I was, I immediately regretted it because I thought, okay, he's going to fall asleep. And then it just didn't take off on time. So then that, all of that disruption and he just missed his window. And then it was just like, he was just wildly overtired and he was like a little groggy and. Yeah, that I don't know. It, it I I would I wouldn't recommend it, but I know lots of people swear by it. It's just yeah, I think it depends on what your child's routine is, doesn't it? You know, we try and get flights, and I think you know, depending on where you're flying from and to, and the duration of your flight, they'll probably be different. But when we're you know, we've got access to so many places within four hours. You know, let's say you know from from the UK to where I am in Tenerife it's far about four hours 15 it took me to get here um that's probably the furthest you know you'd have to travel to get anywhere in Europe um so that that's really handy for us whereas I guess from where you're traveling to get out of the country you know to get down to California how was it how long was it to Disney you know that's um, um you probably do, and, and I bet the 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 frequency of flights as well and the, the time of flights probably isn't as um as 
varied as what it is in yeah in so Europe. I don't know this is something else like I could do a whole episode on Disneyland just Disneyland in itself because there's so much to talk about mm. in regards to planning mm. a Disney trip but uh our so our flight was three I'm gonna say three and a half hours so it wasn't too bad to down yeah. down to Disney because it's just right below us right um yeah my family flew they flew from uh sorry what am I trying to say Calgary where the airport here to Vancouver and then from Vancouver they flew to the airport in Orange County which is where Disneyland is in Anaheim so Anaheim's in Orange County so their their transfer from the airport to the hotel was half as long as ours like it was 20 minutes compared to say an hour from LAX but I made that choice to eliminate a flight with jet so that was the sacrifice that I made so we flew from Calgary direct to LAX because Calgary does not fly direct to the airport closer right. to Disneyland but because my sister's kids are five and eleven they were like who cares like they can do layovers they're fine so we ended up having a direct flight with a longer trip to the hotel but I was okay with that because I was like at least we're not like we're it's just us in our rental car we're not like in, in <laughs> public in you know yeah yeah a crazy toddler so for me I would say if you can avoid any sort of layover just avoid it because right now especially with the climate with traveling and airlines and it's just such a shit show to travel right now if you add a layover you're just asking for trouble and it just adds so much more stress to your trip so uh, unfortunately many places you can't avoid without a layover but if you need to spend a few hundred extra dollars and just get a direct flight Mm -hmm. just do it so yeah with what we did we ended up getting a rental car right at the airport. And then the first thing that I did when I, when we landed was I dropped with the rental car, I dropped jet and Lars off at the hotel and my sister was already there. She got in and we went to target and we got shopping carts and we just filled them up for the week with all the things like all the, like we were talking about all the snacks and the diapers and all the stuff for the kids for the week. And then I returned the rental car that night and went back to the hotel and we Ubered all over on for the rest of our trip so that was really handy but yeah really don't just don't save money and do layovers just do direct especially when your kids are under five like for me that's yeah yeah, but we don't so much can go wrong even when you're not traveling with children so much can go wrong with layovers yeah Yeah. like I just like when you're up in the air you're like okay I'm on my way whereas when you have layovers you're like (laughs) you have to climb that mountain before you even get there right now like nothing is really ever on time so that would be my other biggest piece of advice is just don't, there's certain areas that you can cut corners and save money. And that would not be one of them. Don't, yeah. don't get the cheaper flight option. If it means that you're adding an, an additional stop, that's for sure. Um, I also, I would also say something that I would recommend looking into if you are having to do red eye flights would be those like infant inflatable beds. I was looking at. Oh, you have seen those, but we never yeah. did it. Yeah, we never did it. But if we were to go to Germany, which I anticipate will probably happen, maybe even Christmas this year, I'm I'm guessing we'll make our way over to Europe. I think I'm going to buy one. So I'd be interested to see how that goes. Although I have read, oh, certain airlines restrict them. It's just like, oh, shut up. But um, I I've seen them a lot, like, especially on you know I'm now that I'm talking about it with you it'll show up in my ads on social media yep. later <laughs> no doubt yeah <laughs> yeah but those things look really handy too I would be really interested in investing in one of those yeah yeah 
if Jaden was a little bit younger still, we'd we'd do exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. We, we looked at those. One thing that I was thinking about when you were um, talking about the, you know, wh- whether it's a backpack or the um the hip, what do you call it? The hip. Just a hip carrier, yeah. Hip carrier, yeah. Is we've transitioned from so we had a little backpack thing that Jaden used to sit in when he was younger, is too big for it now. But we've transitioned to kind of a a cushion that goes on your shoulders because he loves to sit on our shoulders, you know, and be high up and be able to see over the top of people. Um, so we've got like this cushion, this is pretty hard that sits on your shoulders and it kind of it hooks round your shoulders and across your chest, like a, a belt I've seen around your chest. Something like that, yeah. I've seen and it's that. it's it it's it's on the shoulders, um, on this cushion, and then you can strap the great thing is you can strap his feet in to the device itself, so you actually become hands free. Um, you literally don't have to hold him whilst he's on your shoulders, which is a game changer. Oh, in, that will be opinion. so totally up Lars's alley. That will be some. We will look into that. There's, there's no. He'll. I will order that because he would love that. And like, I'll tell you another traveling hack. <laughs> Get a helpful partner before you have a child. Make sure that. <laughs> <laughs> because I am not gonna lie, Lars does most of it. <laughs> he's so patient. He's such a good dad. He just. He's the, he's the go-to, like, I think maybe a bit more of like a role reversal in our relationship in regards to that, the parenting is I'm like squirrel, like I'll run off like so easily and (laughs) like I often will forget I'm a mother because Lars is just locked and loaded. He's got his eyes on that kid. Like he's so dialed in with Jet all the time. So it sounds like for me when I say going to Disneyland and I have you know certain friends be like with a two-year-old and I'm like yeah I have Lars like he's so thanks Lars shout out to Lars he does do he carries the load and that is a really important like I know both of you guys you and you guys are you you would be so helpful to each other I already know that your personalities you're probably very 50 50 am I right yeah 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 absolutely um but it must be such a nice feeling to to watch that you know and see them um together yeah um, oh for sure they have definitely. a really really good bond but um I do think unfortunately not everybody is you know has a partner that is willing to help carry the load while traveling so a lot of it like people will say traveling or going on it just, it's not really going on vacation you're just literally going to a different location like you're just going to a different location, parenting your kids in a different spot. Like there's not really ever a vacation when you're traveling with kids when mm-hmm. they're super young. But uh, for me, it is because I have Lars. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that sounds bad, but you know. Yeah, that, that's uh, I, I think that's a, a good fun tip to uh, to end on. But um, what have you got coming up? Have you got any family trips booked? Uh, well, you, you mentioned just, sorry, I, it's echoey where I just went. You mentioned the cruise that you guys had gone on a cruise, um, last year. And I went on my first cruise in October with Lars. That was our, we went without jet and it was fabulous. We had a Caribbean cruise. So when we got off that cruise ship, we were obviously like high on life. I was like, I need to book another one. And Lars just turned 40 a couple weeks ago. So I booked an Alaskan cruise for him just saying like, this is your 40th birthday this year. This is like a present from me. 
to you for turning 40, which really is more of a benefit for me. Um, so we booked that. So we're doing that in May. And oh, wow. my parents are going to take Jet. And I don't have anything booked for him. He, Lars's brother is supposed to be coming here this summer. So we haven't planned like anything in the summer just because we're kind of waiting on him, his itinerary coming from Germany. And then I do assume like we'll definitely go somewhere again for Christmas. And then who knows what's going to happen in between that. But that's basically that's all on the book so far is an Alaska cruise for Lars and I. But no oh, toddler. Yeah. How about you guys? Well, obviously, who are you in Tenerife with? What are you doing there? Just a friend. I'm here with a friend. So one thing where, before Dean and I became parents, one thing we kind of committed to was that we'd have a family holiday together. Um every year and then would also continue to do in some independent travel so I'm just here with a friend on an all-inclusive for five nights um oh, how nice yeah I think it's just so important to have if you can have that kind of time away to just recharge and particularly with the you know uh, I know it's far colder in where you are Courtney than it is in the UK but I feel like I haven't had the warm sun on my face for maybe like six months. Um, and you know what it's like when you're kind of a bit of a uh, a travel addict that it's it's nice to just have a bit of warmth. Um, so, yeah. So what have we got? What have we got coming up? So we booked Christmas. So we um, we usually rotate our families um, at Christmas time. So um we had my husband's family over in uh, last year for, for Christmas dinner. We took my family out for dinner the year before. So this year we've committed to going away. So going away with some friends um, and Jaden to um, going to Lanzarote. So that's another one of the Canary Islands. Um, Sorry, what did you call Lanzarote? What? Lanzarote, yeah. So it's just next to Tenerife. So there's just one of the Canary Islands. Um, so we're, we're coming here for Christmas. I think we've got a 10 day all inclusive booked uh, over Christmas. So we're literally here over Christmas. Um, and then what else have we got? We've got a trip to Berlin. So we're going to take Jaden to Berlin. So everyone will know that. Uh, you guys love big, Berlin. We yes. love Berlin. Um, <laughs> so we're taking Jaden for the first time to Berlin in the summer. Um, trying to think what else we've got booked. We've got some staycations booked to a place called Centre Parks um, in the UK, which is like a, um, some lodges in the forests. Um, so when are you going to come lodge in the forest here? <laughs> oh, I would love to come over to Canada with... Uh, with my family um yeah it's it's up there um on the priority list um we definitely need to get over asap uh particularly when we've got somewhere to stay yes yes i you guys Absolutely. need to come it's it's non-negotiable maybe next year yeah maybe next year there's going to be plenty of opportunity anyway yeah, for sure. But Jaden goes to the school, goes to school in September. So we're limited to school holidays, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's that's a whole different conversation um, yes. for another time, maybe. Yes, for sure. I um, I'm really happy that we got to chat. I feel like I could just yeah, keep talking. Yeah, me too. Talking. Yeah, I, a... I feel like I want to do a podcast where. I just rant and rave about things all day long because <laughs> outside of even traveling, I just have, I just love to talk and share knowledge and experiences and everything and just 
what a trip, hey, like th- like three years, yeah. and here we are back to just well, maybe, well, traveling and well, maybe, yeah. Well, this is a nice special edition considering International Women's Day. Three years, but since our last episode, um, a lot has changed. Um, so maybe we can continue doing these every so often, um, a little special episode every now and then, um, and hopefully yeah. people will like to hear us catch up anyway yeah or even just for our own vanity so that in 20 years we can listen <laughs> yeah. and go oh that was so listen to us like did you did you, did you say did you say did you say vanity or sanity <laughs> well, well, I think I think that we I think we do have like stuff to share like value adds I mm. you know just just quick perspective before we go here uh I was talking to this mom the other day and she's taking her kids to um, a sports competition this weekend and they're teenagers. And she said to me, Oh, she's never, she's nervous to go. She's going down to the States. It's like, you know, there's no really difference like from here to the States. Well, there is, but you know, um, she said, Oh, I'm nervous. I'm like, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've never done this before this and that. And I just thought, sat there and I listened. I thought, really? Like you're just taking your teenagers down a couple hour flight, but some people really don't have like that vast experience. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think like sometimes when I feel like, Oh, what do I have to say? Or what do I have to share? I'm like, no, I actually do have like some valid points that somebody yeah, that might absolutely. be a bit nervous to travel with kids, like, where do we start? I feel like these conversations can be pretty helpful because we'll be the guinea pigs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, you go enjoy your time in the sun. If you saw what I was looking at right now, you would have a heart attack. (laughs) Snowstorm after snowstorm. We're so Well, it's just that it's snowing in the UK um, today. So um, my, I've just run out of my heater. um, So I'm going to get myself another drink um, and enjoy the, the, the rest of the sun before it disappears yeah and like I'm the I'm the fool it finally is nice weather here in May and then we're going to Alaska like how how does that make any sense but <laughs> no no it'll be good it'll be good okay go enjoy and yes hi to your family hi to your friend enjoy enjoy soak it up because that's how we recharge and how we are better parents is time like that yeah. time away absolutely thanks Courtney good speaking okay. to you you bet. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye.